You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning with the double L team, Lyle and... Lawson! Lawson, what are you thankful for this morning? Oh, for absolutely thrashing some chumps in Uno last night. <laughs> so you are thankful that you thrashed people? Yeah, basically. Like, that might be terrible, but... I don't know. I feel good. I, I, I'm, you know, my conscience isn't <laughs> dirty. I'm pretty clear. I'm pretty pretty clear. clear. So, so you have a pretty clear conscience. Let's just let's just get this get get this right here. It's a pretty clear conscience. So it's only a little bit of sin in there. Oh, lot. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> so it's just like you know, it's just like one drop of arsenic in the uh, glass of water, right? <laughs> Well, they say that that one drop is the killer, right? <laughs> oh, well, but um, yeah, we had our games night for church last night, which was so awesome, and we played a bunch of games. But yeah, just like I, I am convinced more than ever that you know it's just a total game of luck. And um, last night, I got yeah, there's lucky. no strategy to it. Oh, so easy. You just put down cards. Like you're just like, oh, I have a card. I can put down. Bam. There's no strategy whatsoever. Well, you can have a little bit of strategy, but it's the kind this... of game that you play when you really don't want to use your brain. You just want to switch oh, your brain off. So and just... true. You can almost do it in your nothing box. But yeah, I was just, I was just getting lucky big time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm like, you. <laughs> what about you, Lyle? What are you thinking? Uh, competition, for? competition. You know, well, yes. There's verses in the Bible I could read to you, Lawson. Um, (laughs) I am thankful for uh, Games Night as well. Oh, yeah? Yes. Did you have a Games Night last night? Yes. Oh. We played school and I kind of got schooled. Big time. So what? I was kind of the opposite end of uh, this, oh, yeah, spectrum this spectrum last night. I was the one who got totally thrashed, smashed, <laughs> and obliterated. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I, good times, guys. Good I times. I don't know what school is. But, uh, <laughs> I can tell you what the weather's going to be today. Yeah? Smoke, 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 and more smoke. Smoke, smoke, and more smoke with a top of 33 degrees. This is a reminder, you're listening to the delayed broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. All right. <laughs> this is Daniel Martin Moore with In the Garden. Well, I come to the garden alone While the dew is still on the roses The voice I hear falling on mine ear The Son of God discloses And He walks with me And He talks with me And He tells me I am His own And the joy that we share as we tarry there Nobody else has ever known He speaks and the sound of His voice All the birds hush their singing And the melody that He gave to me is in my heart Just a ringing, 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 ringing And He walks with me And he talks with me And he tells me I am his own And the joy that we share As we tarry there Nobody else has ever known Has ever 
Welcome back to Faith FM. Continuing on with our show this morning, we're going to jump right in to the quiz. Are you ready? I was born ready. Okay. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. What book am I? Ooh, so we're narrowing it down. This one, one, of one of 66. What book am I? Quote, so you must obey them and do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. This is very not KJV translation. Yeah, that's a very not KJV translation, and I am not ready for this quiz. Moving on, positively different news this morning, Lawson. What have you got for us? Oh, by the way, I just have to remind you, if someone else who doesn't read the KJV knows the answer to the <laughs> quiz, <laughs> Lyle here is trying to cut off everyone's opportunities, like no double prizes for anyone today. Yeah, no, nah, just like moving on. Let's not even give them the <laughs> phone number this morning. But 1-800-324-843, and you will win a prize completely for free. Okay, you will. Go. You just yep. will. Uh-huh. I I have a bunch of cool stories here, but I was just thinking while I was listening to the song. Well, do you have any cool, like, lame claims to fame? Lame claims? To, I'm, I can wiggle my ears, like, epically wiggle my ears, like, almost take off, wiggle my ears. That is that is awesome. Yes. That is so cool. <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about it, like, things that happen in your life or things. That, it's like, you know, oh, I, was, I was in my local paper with my school or, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, dude, lame claims to fame are the best. And the reason I was just, I was thinking about that a little bit is because I My wife it. has all the claims to fame. She oh. meets all the celebrities. Oh, there you go. Uh, let me see. She's met, let me think about it. She's met, uh, Bill Clinton. She's met, um, the guy that produced Axel Ridge. What was his name again? Um, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. She's met, uh, Liz, Liz Hurley. She's met, um, I don't know, a bunch of other famous celebrities. She's like the celebrity magnet. Well, there you go. And, and, and you know, she, she can just name drop all pe- people all that. It's like, yeah, yeah, I met her and had a conversation and, yeah. Dude, true. There you go. Well, has Shell ever owned a dog that has a tail in the middle of its forehead? <laughs> no, she has not. Well, I, I just saw a story this morning about this dog called Narwhal, a 10-week-old, like, puppy. It's like the cutest thing you've ever seen. Except it's got this one... It's got a genetic defect and so it's got a tail in the middle of its head. It's got a tail in the middle of its forehead. And they called it narwhal. <laughs> like, look at this. Wow. Oh, that, that's actually super cute. <laughs> so that is actually cute. super cute. That That's not even weird. That's like it's super cute. the best. And so, I just like saw it, you know, when I'm scrolling, you know, trawling through in the morning looking for some positively different news, this come up. And I don't really have much to say about it other than... Because when I had a mental like, picture of that, which I think all of our listeners are having right now... Uh, so you will have to Google it. You have a mental picture of something that's like really super like messed up, messed up. Yeah. Um, but his that's actually it's just a regular looking dog with a little tail in the middle of its head. Yeah, yeah, it actually looks pretty cool. Narwhal, yeah. <laughs> as you would. Oh, the, this little story is just talking about how it's like got adopted and it's got a family because it was like you know in a in a rescue center and stuff and it's like well, p- praise God. People looking out for the dogs. Uh, even little cute ones with deformity. But, okay, something I really, really, really wanted to talk about um, is something that's happening in uh, around the world, but um, specifically also in the States, is that the Church of the Latter-day Saints, you know, the, the Mormons, have set up this really interesting charity initiative and basically, all around the world, and, you know, this particular article I was reading is about one of these that's stationed in Denver, Colorado. Um, they've set up these vending machines that look like regular old vending machines. But you put money in. You put money into these vending machines and select one of the items. And basically, it you like you're like donating to a charity of your choice. Um or sending stuff out. So it's like this vending machine, it's through full of like basically these like just these little signs and you can pick something and it's like say, you know, for example, I'm looking now at like a picture of the front of this vending machine and it's like, you know, you can buy a goat or a chicken or school supplies or whatever it may be. You can like punch a, you know, 
put some money. So in. if I'm buying a goat, is that a goat in the United States or is that a goat somewhere in a developing country so where that goat is more needed? That's a goat somewhere in a developing country. Okay. And basically, you name it? Um, oh, I don't know. Well, probably, they'll probably just eat it. So I don't think there's like a real point to naming it. But you know, you could call it dinner or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, Stew. <laughs> but you, yeah, you can you put money in and then it prints you out a receipt and you get kind of like a tracking number and they have a website s- set up so that you can, you know, track everything that's going on. And yeah, I think, again, we were talking a little bit yesterday about the cool initiatives that people are taking as we're coming around the Christmas period, you know, and, and charitableness is just so, um, you know, rampant in this time. You know, people are doing great things. Yeah, this is what um, the, the Church of the Latter-day Saints has done. This is part of their hashtag light the world campaign. Um, to encourage people to give during the holiday season because of, you know, the reason for the season, which is Jesus, um, you know, mm. being born and eventually giving his life for us. Um, but yeah, these, um, uh, you know, vending machines have not only been placed in Denver, Denver, Colorado, but also in Hawaii and Salt Lake City, um, to also London and in the, in the Philippines. So, um, there's only 10 of them running at the moment, but, um, yeah, basically they've, just got a heart to to donate they've got a heart to um to give and uh yeah apa- uh, according to their website um 867,000 people are participating in this initiative at the moment oh, wow. you know? um That's and it's great. just increasing all the time so i think this is a really awesome thing really incredible really healthy thing that um that yeah like churches should be doing we should be taking the steps and particularly with our kids we should be teaching our kids Mm. that christmas time is a time to give Mm. and teaching them that you know giving is a blessing Um, and that people, you, you know, you go, it's always more blessed to give than receive. And, you know, we see that, you know, with our, um, some of our local charitable programs that, you know, one that I'm involved with that, uh, I'll be involved with today, you know, volunteering over at the uh, food rescue program. And the mm-hmm. people that volunteer there, they volunteer there because of the blessing they receive from giving. Mm. And you cannot get that blessing any other way. It's a really positive thing to do for yourself, for your mental health. Um, and, you know, if you're struggling, you're feeling down, for whatever reason, then find a reason to give. Mm, 100%. I think as well, like it's I – th- I think this in this space is where the best – you know, the best charity happens is when, you know, uh, I guess an organization takes the initiative to go, okay, we want to set up some kind of charity and gives people the opportunity to participate. I think, you know, people should take initiative. We should, you know, be a little bit individualistic in that sense, but that's literally why churches are set up to come up with those ideas, to come together, to collaborate and to be a blessing to the rest of the world. So yeah, good on them. I I think this is a fantastic thing. Uh, I think this is a great thing. And I think this is something that should continue to go on. And I think that other churches should be inspired to do this, um, to be a blessing, um, you know, this holiday season and the, you know, the holiday seasons in the future and just, man, just all of the year. Um, last thing I wanted to talk about, uh, I don't know if you've heard about this. This is something interesting. That's This is Australian news that I saw from an American uh, news site. But basically, at the moment, um, there was a, a group of three people who somehow, like, they went into the desert together, into the outback, into Alice Springs um, for an afternoon trek, and then they just all individually ended up getting split up and lost um, in the middle of the outback. Yeah. And it's like... That's really dangerous at this time of year. Ah, oh, incredibly dangerous. This is a dangerous. story that I've been following over the last couple of days. What's the, uh, what's the latest outcome? Oh, so the latest is is that so two of the members of uh, the, uh, the outback trio, as they're calling them, have been found. Um, basically, that is... So Fu Tran um, has been found um, and um, Tamara Macbeth, Riley, has been found. But Claire Hockridge is the only person still missing... Um, at this point. So it's, yeah, gnarly situation. They, because they've only, you know, they only found, um, Fu in the last couple of days. And he said, um, he, he said that like, yeah, he, um, you know, ended up surviving by, he found a, you know, a cattle watering hole, um, and was drinking out of the watering hole. Um, and yeah, but he ended up, you know, as soon as they, um, found him they took him immediately to hospital because they're having you know both of the people that they found tamara and Fu as well have had huge you know problems with you know sunburn and sun exposure and all this stuff and so 
Hopefully now they're going to be able to find um, the last person, Claire Hockridge. Um, you know, she's still stuck out there. But yeah, I think prayers should go towards this. I think that we should be praying for these people. Right now, this is Lady Antebellum with Silent Night. Getting right into the Christmas spirit here at Faith FM. That guys, that was Lady Antebellum with Silent Night. You're listening to Faith FM. Lawson, give us another clue for our quiz. Okay, what book am I? The word hell is found most often in this book of the Bible. Hmm, there you go. Hmm, are you going to take a stab? Nope, 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 not going to take a stab. Okay, then give us a call, 1-800-324-843, and you will get double prizes if... You know what this book is. All right, Lyle, what's happening? What's okay. currently happening around the world? Major news story coming out this morning. Uh, Israel Folau vindicated with an apology from rugby, an official apology from Rugby Australia. Oh, man. And a settlement of an unknown figure, although he was suing for $14 million. So they've had uh, they've arranged an out-of-court settlement, and he's be- been given, handed an official apology. So that's pretty big news, really. Um, Just to to, uh, give a bit of background to the story, in case uh, you've been living in a hole for the last year or so, is that uh, Israel Folau has made several controversial statements um, that have uh, on his social media posts in relationship to various sins that will cause people to go to hellfire including homosexuality. Of course, it was the homosexual uh, comment that got him into all kinds of trouble. Um, it seems that you know alcoholics and liars and thieves and adulterers, um, thieves um, and atheists were um, 
were yeah left off the hook on this one, but um, mm. yeah, basically stated that um, and idolaters. He says, "Hell awaits you. Repent. Only Jesus saves." Which is you know pretty basic Christianity within a lot of Christianity. It's not something that um, I would say. Um, and I don't think I necessarily agree with everything that uh, Falau was saying in that statement. Um, and it was a, definitely an unqualified statement that you know needed to be qualified, mm. uh, but it wasn't. Um, and so, yeah, dumped from, uh, from Rugby Australia um, because of uh, his uh, perceived discrimination, sued Rugby Australia, Based on you know religious discrimination against him, and has won his case, been vindicated. Mm. Um, yeah, so with Rugby Australia coming to the table and settling out of court, they have obviously realised that you know this is this is going to be uh, too dangerous to take to court, too risky to take to court. Mm. They could uh, potentially lose it. There's a couple of interesting uh, facets to this story. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Falau published a statement on his website. He says, With today's acknowledgement and apology by Rugby Australia, we have been vindicated and can now move on with our lives to focus on our faith and our family. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, quite a strong statement right there. Um, He says, We now, uh, he says, We started this journey on behalf of all people of faith to protect their rights of freedom of speech and religion. And it really has become a bit of a. Um, what should we call it? But a, 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 a talking point. It has highlighted the issue of religious mm. liberty in Australia and freedom of speech, and whether we are a liberal democracy or whether we are an illiberal democracy. Really, that's uh, one of the issues that has been highlighted by this. Do we place um, do we place freedom above equality or equality above freedom? Mm. Um, what kind of a democracy do we have? Mm. And uh, he says, we now look forward to the federal government uh, enacting the legislation necessary to further protect and strengthen these rights for all Australians. The current legislation that is before the Australian Parliament uh, would have actually thrown Falau under the bus Mm. because that statement states that if you have a religious practice that would cause financial hardship, if it can be proved to cause significant financial hardship to your employer, then your employer is able to, uh, to, to dismiss you, to sack you. Mm. And, you know, Rugby Australia probably would have been able to build a case around that um, and, you know, even with that legislation would have been able to sack him for what he stated. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so they, Falau and Rugby Australia released a joint statement Inclusiveness is one of rugby's core values and is welcome and is and and it welcomes all people to the game including all members of the LGBTI community the joint statement said so that was a joint statement by Falau yeah. and Rugby Australia and I'm glad that that joint statement has come out because I think there has been a lot of misinformation yes, and a lot of misreporting yes, yes, yes. and a lot of assumptions made based on Falau's statement and he set himself up for it yeah, fully. Because he didn't qualify his statement. Mm. You know, a couple of lines, a couple of words, an unqualified statement. You know, you really do set yourself up for it. Um, uh, Rugby Australia, Mr. Falau, wish each, wish each other well in the future. The parties do not intend to comment further on the terms of their settlement as it is confidential, etc., etc. Um, what I did find interesting uh, also was that um, Anna Brown. Um, from Rugby Australia has used this as an opportunity to state that we do not need any further laws against religious discrimination in Australia. And I find that amazing. The question that goes through my mind is this, because we all know where Rugby Australia stands on this particular issue. Mm. The question that goes through my mind is if she is now pushing, if she's settled out of court, Mm -hmm. Which is an admission of guilt. Yes. Um, if she's settled out of court, then um, well, it's, I mean, it's not really admission of guilt, I guess, but it's an admission that it was too dangerous to take to court. Why would she see the new legislation as being a threat? Because if the new legislation had been enacted at the time, then Israel Folau would not have had a legal leg to stand on. Mm. What is it within the new legislation? 
that she sees as such a threat that she is willing to settle out of court to, you know, it, it appears to me she's willing to settle out of court to try and push for that new legislation not to go through. Mm. What Australians might find interesting is we do not actually have a legal framework for uh, religious liberty here in this country. Um, it has been assumed, it has been a part of our culture, and as uh, an assumed part of our culture, we've we've never really found it necessary to create this kind of legislation. Uh, of course, the Ruddock Report um, from a couple of years ago highlighted the fact that there was no legal framework for it and that we needed to have a legal framework for it, and religious liberty in Australia was protected by very, very flimsy um, exemptions. And so this is a story that we have been covering in some depth over some time, um, and I find that uh, you know quite enlightening that um, yeah they yeah. Uh, they would they would be opposing the new legislation that comes through that would have actually vindicated their position. Mm. Um, yeah, so why oppose it anyway? Yeah. Other stories that are big at the moment is um, in the insane world of coming from the insane world of fad diets. Oh, classic. Okay, so there, there's always a new fad diet out there mm. that is pretty much set up to kill you. Okay, this one comes out of uh, an individual in the United States. I should say this person is an individual, so mm-hmm. it's one person promoting it, but it has uh, kind of you know gone Sounds big. promising. Yeah, it sounds promising when one person's like, yeah, I've done this and I've got these results, you know. That's what you call not research. <laughs> um, called the carnivore diet. He's calling it the carnivore diet. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, it follows on the on the footsteps of the paleo diet and that kind of thing, mm. um, which, of course, has now been debunked as being the most laughable thing on the planet. Uh, but, yeah, basically beef for lunch, beef for dinner, and beef broth, broth, broth for breakfast, about 2.7 kilograms of beef per day, zero carbs, high protein, and this one individual is claiming that it's giving him all kinds of health benefits. Well, I wonder whether he is actually eating that, um, and I wonder how long he will live eating that. There was a famous chef who had a similar diet recently and dropped out of a heart attack at the age of 40. Um, mm. The Bible does say that you will reap what you sow, and in today's world, with modern science, we know a lot better than this. Mm. Of course, the Australian Heart Foundation says that we should eat a maximum and I point out here a maximum of 350 grams of meat per week. Per week. 350 okay. grams. Not, not 2.7 kilos per day. Oh, my word. Um, <laughs> particularly with uh, emphasis on processed or deli meats, which dramatically increase the risk of heart disease mm. and uh, other chronic diseases. Okay, so, yeah, crazy things happening in our world. Deakin University, uh, Professor of Public Health, and nutrition, Mark Lawrence, um, is not aware of any scientific evidence of improved health as a result of that kind of a diet. This is uh, Wendell Kingborough with I'll Not Be Shaken. For God alone I wait in silence My soul is still Before the Lord He is my rock And my salvation My fortress strong I'll trust in Him I'll not be shaken not be shaken for all my hope is in his love from God alone comes my salvation I'll wait and trust his steadfast are weak the poor 
Welcome back to Faith FM, continuing on with the show this morning. We have a quiz that is still double prizes, up for grabs, 1-800-324-843. Lyle has no idea what's going on, because, yeah. Just, just yeah. keep going with the quiz there, Lawson. I just, just, I just, just, just wanted to the stop quiz. there and just, 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 just make this a roast of, of Lyle. Okay. Just dwell on that fact for a moment. What book am I? So we know that the word hell is found in this book more often than any other book in the Bible. Okay. What book am I? The phrase kingdom of heaven is found 32 times in this book, yet it isn't found anywhere else. This one's, this one's free. I, I, I'm like, yeah, yeah. The, Wait, what? Um, no, sir, you're incorrect. Yeah. Ah, so Lyle doesn't know what it is still. 1-800-324-843. Double prizes up for grabs. If you know what this book is, you'll win two amazing prizes. All right. Fantastic. All right. Okay, so joining us on the phone this morning is uh, David Haupt. David, welcome to the show. Good morning. And oh, good that's morning to your listeners. That's a, that's a very clear line yeah. this morning. We're super <laughs> thankful for that, and we thank you for your efforts in being able to join us this morning. Where are you calling from this morning? I'm just outside of Kingscliff at the moment. Been traveling around quite a bit. Uh, just over a week ago, been out west again, working there amongst the farmers affected by the drought, running a program in terms of resilience in the midst of crisis. Yes, and, and it seems that... Uh, on odd occasions, we catch you while you're here in the office, but for the most part, you are out and about and uh, traveling across Australia, um, yeah, really helping people with the emotional struggle of what um, we're facing right now. Just before we get into uh, our, our continued conversation on building resilience, David, um, with the with the fact that, you know, we Whenever we call you, you are in a different location. We often stop you on the side of the road um, at 7.30 in the morning when you're traveling long distances to uh, these kinds of places. You are somebody who is hearing and dealing with um, the emotional trauma that people are going through on a daily basis. What steps do you take to help yourself um, to build resilience, because obviously you're going to need to do that to protect yourself. What steps do you take to protect yourself? I I have a few strategies. One is that I work uh, on a very close relationship with my family. So my family, uh, although I do not share with them all the things that I go through or things that I hear, uh, the connection that I have with them uh, releases the feel-good hormones in my system, you know, just a hug from my wife or uh, my grandkids jumping to my arms and having a cuddle with them and playing with them uh, helps me to release um, uh, 
the the, the feel good hormone oxytocin, and um, I further do exercise. And uh, above all, I, I believe that my spiritual connection, knowing that I'm not looking at my own needs, but looking away from myself to bless others and to be inspiration for others. And my connection with God is, is very vital for me to, to keep bouncing back and keep on having resilience. There is such a thing as uh, compassionate fatigue. And there are times that, um, especially in therapy, I just feel that I can't listen to another story. That's when I reach down to the bottom of my desk where I've got a little fishing tackle box with nothing fishing in it. Um, but inside is a little plastic helicopter that I take out and I switch it on and I fly it around in my office for four or five minutes and then set it down. The key of that is that I'm not a good pilot and therefore I've got to focus 100% on keeping that um, little helicopter in the air and not bouncing against the, the walls and so forth. And it helps give me respite. David, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think you've just given us all an excuse, um, you know, us guys to go out and buy a radio-controlled helicopter. What do you think, Lawson? I'm I'm fully for it. Do you reckon we could get like a really quiet one to fly around? You know, I wonder whether we could uh, get one through our uh, equipment allowance here for uh, Faith FM. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is very interesting is that you know I can go for a jog or even a swim. And my mind can still be drawn in on negative thinking. Right. But if I if I go for a squash game or even tennis, I can't do that. I've got to keep my, my focus on the ball or else I'm going to miss the ball. And that is the same principle that it helps you to give you respite from the stresses and strains that you're under. That's super interesting. So we're talking about building resilience. And um, and particularly the role that you know today we're, we're going to talk about the role that exercise plays in that. Are there different kinds of exercise that are better than others? Because we mentioned last time you were on air, just briefly, um, you want to build resilience, build emotional resilience, um, exercise. But that's about all that we said about it. Uh, and so, just listening to that, is there is are there exercises that are better than others? Very much so. We call it intermittent training. In other words, where an exercise program where you actually, uh, with for 30 to uh, 40 seconds, uh, really do a fast sprint or fast cardiovascular exercise followed by um, four to five minutes, just a slower pace, not not walking, but but, uh, you know, a, a slower pace, not only have research found that it helps you to have greater resilience and impacts your brain, but even burns fat when you are not sprinting, when you're doing it at a much slower rate. Right. And uh, it actually helps you to, um, to have less sore muscles. And, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting that even athletes use it in order to get uh, fitter much quicker. So you go for a walk, a brisk walk, something gets your heart rate up, um, your blood pumping, all that kind of thing, and then every now and then you take that uh, 30 to 40 second, just sprint as hard as you can kind of uh, of a uh, break in the middle of it. Does that – Does yeah, sorry, go ahead. Just 30 to 40 seconds of that uh, much faster speed – will actually help you tremendously. Does that also and, change your mind focus? Because obviously if you're walking along and you are um, you know, just dwelling on negative thoughts, will that 30 to 40 second uh, sprint break that, that thought pattern? It, no, it, it will actually give you feelings of euphoria. So what what it will do, it will actually help you to focus away. You, you're focusing now on your time, on your exercise, on speeding up your, your exercise and therefore will create uh, a bit of a break. Um, a recommendation that I have and I've, I've mentioned it just briefly in a previous interview is being intentional to disconnect from the negative, which you can't change, but be intentional to look at positives in your life is in combination with exercise a far greater recipe for success. Mm, mm. 
Now, David, um, obviously you're a long way from the Hunter and we have listeners spread right across Australia, but in the Hunter right now, um, we're probably having the worst smoke day and we've had smoke days for the last couple of months, it feels like. It's almost forgotten what to what clean air looks like, but we're having mm. one of the worst smoke days that we've had for, uh, I think, my opinion this year. Um, are there alternatives that we can do if we can't get out and we can't exercise in the open, fresh air, um, sunshine, trees, all of those kind of things that are going to give us really good um, emotional benefit? Uh, for somebody who needs to stay inside today, um, is there something we can do as a replacement for um, yeah, going for a, a walk and a run outside? There is definitely, and once again, it's a combination of things. Uh, you can do some level of exercise uh, in in the enclosure of your home. Um, the toxicity of the air at the moment is enormous, and health practitioners are warning people with breathing problems to stay indoors uh, at, at this time. But um, sitting in front of the couch and just flipping through the channels on the TV is maybe the worst that you can do for your mental state. Um, the best you can do is become active. Um, do exercise within the indoors. You can uh, have an exercise bike or even just run on the spot. Uh, do skipping in, in your, your room or all exercise you can do. But at the same time, uh, journaling and uh, making sure that you do focus on the positives of your life. It's interesting if I can just um, just mention that exercise actually releases or gets rid of the toxicity of stress, the cortisol that we experience and releases serotonin, dopamine and noradrenaline. Just the 45 minutes, uh, three times a week doing that exercise will release all of those good feel hormones. Now, what about people, uh, you know, such as myself? Obviously, working here in a studio, we have uh, an, an office where there's a, a great variety of people filling many different roles. The studio is just one part of that. Now, our particular office block has a uh, a table stand table table right in the middle of it. Is this something that you would recommend for workplaces, especially for um, getting, you know, your focus away from negative thinking? Uh, Table tennis, where's your focus while you play that? The little white ball. You've got to keep your focus on that little white ball having exactly the same impact as what my little helicopter would give you as I fly it around in my office. So that will give you resilience. Uh, I've worked with equine therapy where we use horses for troubled kids and having exactly the same impact. A child constantly uh, thinking about negative thoughts about their, their past, you bring them in contact with an animal while they stroke that animal, while they feed that animal, while they interact with that animal, they actually give their brain a respite from all the negative stuff uh, that's been happening in their life. If a person has that negative mindset where they're constantly thinking, talking negative thoughts, and, and let's say that they've been a negative person just generally for you know many many years. How long does it take to actually break that pattern? Let me just take a step back. We all have internal self-talk. Up to two hundred new messages are fired in our brain per minute. And um, if we've grown up with uh, negative connections uh, of very important relationships in our past, it is so easy to fall into that uh, life uh, way of just, just thinking negative, constantly evaluating everything. In order to bring about change, you need to be deliberate, intentional in bringing that change. And it will take you roughly about 99 days. Well, 66 days to form the new neural pathway if you're intentional in changing your thinking patterns. But if you stop right there, the protein chain um, that has been formed in that, that new neural pathway will actually start to deteriorate and you revert back to your old thinking patterns. Uh, what research shows is that you need to go another 33 days further, so 99 days. 
between friends, let's make it 100 days in order to form a new neural pathway of thinking positive. So to illustrate to our listeners, I've just filled up my car with, with diesel and I stand in front of the counter waiting to be served and what's waiting, what's looking at me, at me from uh, just below the counter lollies and if i want to change lollies i need to move from unconsciously incompetent to change to not just being competent to change but to become unconsciously competent to change in other words it becomes second nature for me Mm. david we've just got a couple of minutes left uh you mentioned that uh for you spirituality was key to um your mental health strategy um yeah what can we what can we do about that well, there's, there's something that is vital coming out of research, and that is that uh, by planning your day and especially creating in your planning time of rest. It's interesting that the creator of mankind, God, had placed our life into a cycle of seven days. There's nothing scientific about it other than that God has placed it there. And it's interesting that communities, they try to break away from that seven-day cycle and instituted, for instance, a 10-day cycle that the people mentally could not cope. In other words, one of the greatest strategies that I could give your uh, listeners is that they actually plan to have a Sabbath rest each week. In other words, where they completely disconnect from every other thing in their life other than a connection with God. Research has shown that people that do have that rest period in have a far greater ability to bounce back even in the midst of major crisis and major trauma in their life. Mm, fantastic David thank you so much for joining us today here on Faith FM we we look forward to uh, continuing this conversation again next week thank you very much and blessings to you all that was uh, David Haupt uh, one of our regulars here on Faith FM with his weekly segment on emotional health this is Shane and Shane with Takeover Thirsty, I'm thirsty for you. In a dry land with no dream, I need you. know you made a home inside this heart of stone so turn it into flesh spirit soften it I give you all I have I'm holding nothing back Jesus I am yours Jesus I am Inside this heart of stone, you turn.
Mon, mm-hmm. do you believe in miracles? Look, if God can change my life, I think I definitely believe in miracles. Okay, so the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church is making a difference in its community. Oh yeah, how? Well, it's worshipping together, loving together, learning together, and above all, preparing for Jesus to return together. Ooh, that sounds good. When's all this happening? Bible studies start at 10am, service at 11am, and guess what that's followed by? Or is it this free lunch I keep hearing about? Absolutely. Well, please join us at the Hamilton Seventh-day Adventist Church. Our address is 105 Lindsay Street, Hamilton, New South Wales. Every Saturday morning where you will be welcomed with a smile. Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. 
See you. 